May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So we're going to spend some time with Philippians today, and our pericope, that snippet of scripture that we start with, is the opening line. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. I want to share some prayers with you today, and the first one comes from the Book of Common Prayer, 1979. It's the red one in your pew, the owner's manual of the Episcopal Church. This prayer is for the human family. Let us pray. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth that in your good time all nations and races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'd like to share with you two stories, and the stories come associated with the reading from Philippians. So the first story has to do with the first part of Philippians, which I'm just going to read to you again so it's fresh in your minds. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ, I have told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. What a perfectly appropriate thing to hear for the second week of Lent. What a terribly appropriate thing to hear after this week of misery in our community. An uncle murdered his niece and her four-year-old, his great-nephew. The story is that he did it because of inheritance, money. That is enough to make our stomachs ache. Yet it does not even begin to address the confusion and pain which must have been surging through the veins of this person. Their family is devastated. We all hurt as a result. We all react differently. My reaction was to pray. And so on Thursday afternoon, I wrote a prayer and I posted it on social media. I share that prayer with you now. Dear God, please receive into your loving embrace the souls of Catherine, Raymond, and Lucius, as we pray for the repose of their souls. We pray for the souls of the two who were killed, especially for the child, for the loss of innocence and the hope for a future now dashed. And we pray, dear Lord, for the soul of the one who allegedly did the killing, who now also lies dead. For his soul must have been troubled, and God, you may be the only one who will ever know how deep his pain was. Finally, Holy One, give us your strength to comfort those in despair, to be compassionate to those who grieve, and to allow your redeeming grace to enter into us, each of us, all of us, so that in time we may move into a place of healing. We ask all of this in the name of the one through whom all mercies are possible, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
I published that, and since Thursday night, over 550 people have seen it. 141 people have liked it. 53 people have left comments, all of them positive. People yearning, yearning for hope, which Jesus Christ can bring. Yearning for compassion, which Jesus Christ can bring. Yearning for love, which Jesus Christ can bring. In the midst of this, and all of a sudden, I, I, I came across, or I saw on the news and then read in the paper, about the Bishop of Rome, whom we call Pope Francis. As he was traveling from Mexico back to Rome, he got himself in a little bit of a, a bind. He said, and I quote, a person who thinks only about building walls wherever they may be and not building bridges is not Christian. This is not the gospel. Now, perhaps Pope Francis shouldn't have dabbled in American politics, except for this. He was absolutely right. And you know how we know that he's absolutely right? Because of the events of this last week. There were some permanent walls erected this last week as a result of needless violence. This could be a dismal time for us. It could be a week that ended in a hopeless place. Except, we only read the first half of Philippians and we need to read the whole passage. So we continue at verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven and it is from there that we are expecting a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation so that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. And then something else happened. It happened on the last day of the week. It happened in this church. It happened yesterday morning. And it happened with 16 young people. 16 young people who, by the way, got managed to get here at 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. I am impressed. What? 8.15. <laughs> well, I made it by 8.30. 8.30 Saturday morning is not my natural time. And I'm especially grateful to Nicole Seiler, Elizabeth Helm, and Heather Lusk for helping pull off yesterday's class. It was a class, 16 young people came together to learn about Holy Communion. We came together, we began with a prayer. There was a prayer on the chalkboard, it's still on the chalkboard down in the classroom. And I said, where'd this prayer come from? And they said, well, Godly Play wrote this prayer a couple weeks ago or last week. I said, well, let's use that. So we did. So here's another prayer. This is how we began our time yesterday. Dear God, I hope that we will have a wonderful life. Let's pray for those who have sickness, illness, injury, and anything else that will be harmful. Let's pray for world peace and hope everyone has food and shelter. Let's pray for peace in our families 
and have love and peace for the rest of our lives. Amen. Pretty good way to start. Pretty good way to start. We had a class about Holy Communion, and we baked bread. We had flour all over the kitchen. It was fabulous. And the bread that we have for communion today is the bread that we cooked yesterday in that class. And everybody got a, a, a loaf to take home, too. We told biblical stories. We acted them out. We went, uh, when we were uh, thrown out, you know, the Exodus, when the Pharaoh chases Moses out. So we went out and chased around the field and came back. We studied the Passover. We studied uh, leavened and unleavened bread and the difference between the two, Pharaoh and Moses. And you know what happened? These young people got it. They got it. And I think they're going to remember it. I'm pretty sure because we quizzed them at the end and their, their ability to bring things back was very, very impressive. Well, we have three more classes that we have together, three more times of hope. And we're going to explore further the mysteries of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to explore the story of the Last Supper. We're going to come in here and talk and touch and taste and smell all the things that have to do with Holy Communion. There is hope in the world. In the midst of a broken world, in the midst of a hurting world, we have Jesus Christ. And yesterday we had it in the form of 16 young people. And when I say me and we have Jesus Christ, I mean you too. Old people, young people, and in between people. So I invite you to one more prayer. This one also comes from our Book of Common Prayer, and it's a prayer for family. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who places the solitary in families, we commend to your continual care the homes in which your people dwell. Put far from them, we ask you, every root of bitterness, the desire of vainglory, and the pride of life. Fill them with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. Knit together in constant affection those who in holy wedlock have been made one flesh. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to the parents. And so enkindle fervent charity among us all that we may evermore be kindly affectioned to one another. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.